0: live
1: hello everyone this is adam meister the bitcoin meister the disrupt meister welcome to this week in bitcoin today is january the 8th 2021 stronghand be a unique beast Fitting in is overrated. One day closer to a trillion dollar market cap. This game is not rigged. Offended by selling. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Don't FOMO on alts. We'll mention alts a little bit though. Uh, Compete, don't complain, guys. Uh, Yeah. Offended by selling. Who couldn't be offended by selling right now? I mean, we're getting all time high all the freaking time here. Pound that like button, everybody. Hello, my elite friends. 24 Bitcoin make you a millionaire at this moment. Uh, What a surreal time we are living in. And thus I brought you uh, some of the best guests in the freaking space as I do every Friday. Brady Swenson, Denver Bitcoin and Ken Bozak are in the house. So People out there in the live audience or if you're watching this tape well, what should we talk about? I mean is, what what what's the obvious uh, elephant in the room? Yeah, it's the freaking all-time high all the time. We can uh, we might get an all-time high during the this week in Bitcoin show. It's it's unbelievable. Vinny Leham said Bitcoin at $40,000 and no bubble in sight. Traders that got burnt and left in 2018 are just coming back in. They'll be more cautious. It's the wave after that, including institutions, that will create the peak of this new bubble bust cycle. We still have time before it peaks. Bullish. Oh, yeah, Vinny, I agree. It's still early in this game, but it's still freaking strange to have the price go from an all-time high a month ago and then double. All right, so what's going on here, Denver Bitcoin? Tell us about the cycles. Tell us about what's going on.
0: (laughs) No, I mean, it's just, it's you know, it's FOMO combined with, I think awareness of what Bitcoin is, right? I mean, every time, every time the bubble reflates, if you will, the bubble refl- reinflates. Um, it brings some level of credibility. It makes somebody question their initial doubts, and then it makes them go learn more. And when they learn more, you get FOMO. You get you know people that that want to allocate into this asset class and at least begin to participate in its value and see its value, right? So I think yes. I think. Price turns heads, heads learn about Bitcoin. They pump price, which turn, turns more heads. I mean, it's
1: a self-fulfilling prophecy. So here's some news for you. Bitcoin is trending on Twitter right now. Wow, a year ago. Imagine. We, we would be happy. Now it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Cool. <laughs> what else are we going to talk about, man? All right, uh, Brady Swenson, before uh, you, you had mentioned to me before the show about cycles and, and, and the stuff you wanted to talk about in relation to the price. Bring it up now. What, what's going on?
2: Oh yeah, so, all right. I I have been talking about how this cycle is fundamentally different than the two previous cycles we've been through. And that is because we have a much wider spread understanding of Bitcoin as a reserve asset, as a store of value. And large institutions, billionaires, big players in the global economic scene are buying up Bitcoin not because they're trying to speculate on fiat gains they're buying it up because they want to hold it for the long term and that makes a massive difference in the available supply of bitcoin the liquid supply of bitcoin on exchanges so typically we are at about 3 million roughly bitcoin available liquid uh, on exchanges at any given moment we are now down to just over two and a half million bitcoin because we have seen a massive trajectory downwards, unprecedented in the history of Bitcoin, of available supply of Bitcoin on liquid, liquid Bitcoin on exchanges. These massive players, and of course, us Bitcoiners who are practicing or, you know, doing Bitcoin best practices are taking their Bitcoin off exchanges to hold it for the long term. So what, what happens there, right? One, demand goes up as number goes up. But two, the supply is a lot smaller than it used to be. And I think it's going to continue to get a lot smaller. So as liquid supply of Bitcoin goes down, as number goes up and brings demand, what happens? Uh, you You get supply squeezes and massive, massive green candles as this thing is repriced because there's so much more Bitcoin off the market now. So I call this HODL FOMO because people are fomoing into hodling they're not fomoing in to make fiat gains they're fomoing in to hold this thing for the long term and that's how i think we see massive candles that break all of these models based on previous price action to the upside and uh and it just destroys them all and it's going to shock even bitcoiners uh so i think this thing can go a lot higher in the next 12 to 18 months than most of us think
1: now, you, no, just, I, I, you said this is going to shock Bitcoiners. Something that would shock me that uh, a past guest brought up, Anders, do you think they're <laughs> when usually this this kind of madness lasts a year and then there's a tremendous drop. Uh, could that tremendous drop not happen in 2022? I
2: don't think we'll ever see an 85% pullback again um, because these dips are being bought up by big players so quickly. Uh, they have their orders set anytime there's a 10, 20% pullback. That's a massive buying opportunity and then pull it, to pull those Bitcoins off exchanges and hold for the long term. People understand that this thing is going to eat up monetary premiums of all kinds of assets, let alone uh, you know the, the US dollar uh, value of currencies around the world as this new money uh, becomes understood to be you know, gold—a store of value with a much higher uh, case than you know, much more usable than any other currency.
1: Okay, I interrupted someone. I like I'd like
0: to chime someone. like in on that. Yeah, yeah please. I want—I wanted to—I wanted to mention on there because that's a great point, Brady. And one thing that okay. I've been paying attention to is, in terms of liquidity, is yes, the the amount of bitcoins, um, you know, on the open market or on exchanges has declined. However, the amount of the dollar amount of liquidity across exchanges has increased, right? So the The market has matured in terms of institutional players feel there's you know it's it's a a more liquid market to enter and exit positions um relative to the us dollar but you're right in terms of nominal amount of bitcoin absolutely it's it's becoming less liquid uh to to, you know on-ramp and off-ramp so it's an interesting kind of dichotomy that price has appreciated faster than um, coins have come off exchanges right relatively speaking so the dollar amount of liquidity has has still increased while Nominal Bitcoin is is significantly less. So it's it's an interesting. You know, I'm not sure it's unique, but it's certainly an interesting characteristic of, of the times.
1: Excellent, excellent. Hey, let's move the Ken here, the man hey, with the man here, the man with the master plan here. So we're talking about all these institutions. We've been talking about this for weeks now, uh, and it's great. It's great. it's great that we were here before the institutions. I'll tell you that. Uh, so what, what is, is there any retail driving this, Ken? What is your, what's your take? I, I agree with
3: both, but I could extrapolate a little bit on more of that too. I think that Bitcoin is highly underpriced right now. Uh, a lot of what the institutional investors are doing is purchasing this OTC. That does not reflect on the market whatsoever. It, so it has a huge delay. Uh, So I think that what we're seeing is a very undervalued Bitcoin, even though it's creating more all-time highs. Uh, When we're seeing $300 million purchases of Bitcoin, that ain't happening on Coinbase. You know what I mean? That's a backdoor handshake. That's OTC that doesn't get reflected. And a lot of the times we don't know unless somebody's paying attention to the blockchain. And then if you're looking, how do you know it's not somebody moving coins and selling coins as a whale goes? Uh, So I think what we're going to see is Uh, And again, uh, he said FOMO, I don't think FOMO is is close to kicked in yet. The people that are buying know what the fuck they're buying and they know how to buy it. FOMO are the people that just throw money into a coin flip ATM and just hope that they win like it's a a slot machine at the casino. That's FOMO. FOMO has yet to start. I think true FOMO is where people buy things without even Googling it. And that's going to happen when we see uh, a six-figure Bitcoin, which is inevitable by the end of this year. At the rate we're seeing this rally... And again, the institutional investors purchases of hundreds of millions isn't yet priced in. It's not there yet. Uh, and I think that we're going to see more institutional investors purchasing in that large amount and having that delay that we're seeing. Uh, like, uh, what was it? Morgan Creek got what, like $350 million, announced it, didn't do shit to the price for months. Uh, and I think that we're going to keep seeing more of that. So just keep your eyes out for the uh, FA, forget the TA, uh, and wait for these big companies to throw big money into it and just watch it like a, a pinball machine. It's just tension being pulled back and eventually
1: it snaps and it does get reflected onto the market. All right, we're, we're at 41,500 for people watching this in the future. And it's, uh, you know, we started the year at, at 30 and the year's only eight days old. And you guys have been around this for a while now uh for me it's like it, it's so surreal who could have dreamed that like every day there's like a new a new number that is is, is breached you know for, for 38 39 it's all happening in in, in the same day so i guess a, a final question on the price for the group um i mean describe how, what, what this is like for you guys but at, the same, <laughs> but, but at the same time i will start with ken at, 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 at the same time, what, is there going to be a pulp there so many people are saying there's going to be a, a pullback of, of some sort I mean and I would't be disappointed at all I mean if it dropped it drops the thirty thousand I mean that's drops the thirty thousand I mean just uh, December 31st we were praying you would get the thirty thousand so so Ken
3: man when I first got into Bitcoin it had ten dollars a day moves you know uh, I got in uh, 2015 400 bucks I wrote an article I don't know what a Bitcoin is but I own one And, uh, I seen every couple of days, you know, every day, 10 bucks, 10 bucks. And then, you know, after a few years, it's hundred bucks, hundred bucks. And now we're at a thousand dollars every day. It's going to be surreal when we see $10,000 daily price movements. Right. And right now the average weekly low, I believe is still at $10,000, which is kind of fucking scary. If you really want to think about it, we need to see some kind of a pullback so we can, we can actually iron out what is the next low. We don't have it yet. We just keep getting highs and and that's great, but gravity, you know, uh, fundamentally will kick in here. And I just, I I do, I I agree. We will see some kind of a pullback, but it won't last long because of all those buy orders. People got put in. It's just, it's just math. So just get ready for it. You know, it's, you could just put in some buy order somewhere on an exchange, sit back. And if it ever hits, you got a discount. And, And, and I think a lot of people may set those up considering We've rallied so far so fast uh, and numbers have a lot. I mean, you know, people, every time you see a, a solid number, like 3,000, uh, 35,000 straight drop, like those numbers, people put those sell orders in. So um, just get ready to capitalize on those moments. When there is a dip, be ready for it. You know, have have an exchange set up uh, where you're ready to go with a, a buy order at a ridiculous price. Set it up for 25 right now because there's a good chance it may trigger if not whatever uh but yeah i think we are due for some kind of a, a pullback but i don't think it's it could be like five
1: grand and what would it matter man this is this is crazier than 2017 pound that like button for all the long time time viewers who heard me say day after day when it was down in 2018 at three thousand or whatever it got down to one day closer to an all-time high I was correct because Bitcoin always gets back to its all time high, just like the million dollar man always gets his way or whatever. All right, Brady, (laughs) Brady, what's your take on uh, a correction of any sort and just uh, the surreal feelings you may be experiencing?
2: Oh man, this is surreal. Definitely feeling some surreal uh, feelings right now. Like, I mean, I didn't, it's, it's totally different when you see the number, right? We're all, we all talk about how this is going to happen. We all look at, you know, various models. We all feel, you know, fundamentally Bitcoin is there and, you know, the world's just waking up to it. It's not priced in yet. Uh, but seeing this number 41518 on the top of my, you know, screen here on my menu bar is, uh, is just different. It feels crazy. It feels amazing. Uh, some, you know, some vindication that this thing is actually happening as we felt that it that it would. And honestly, sooner than I thought it was going to. Um as far as full pullbacks during this like during the cycle, like I said, I think there's gonna be obviously there's going to be 10, 20% pullbacks. There always is. There are speculators still running up the price and they're gonna take profits. Um, they're not all people coming in are not all fundamental long-term holders. I, I do think that there are a lot more of them coming in now. Than there ever have been, but of course there's still going to be speculation on price and and people taking advantage of of number go up. They're going to run it up and then they're going to take it take profits and then it'll come back down. But I think 10 20 percent. I think last run we saw some 30 35 percent pullbacks. Uh, I don't I don't know if they're going to get that big this time around because there's a lot a lot of big money coming in to scoop those things up. I mean look at the pullbacks we've had already. Like uh, we had a 20 percent pullback. That thing got bought up. Within you know twenty four hours, that red candle was completely eaten up, and we had a giant green candle the next day. So, uh, people are on the sidelines waiting to buy up those twenty percent dips. You know, Brady, t- I-, I I have noticed. You know,
1: we've had the. To- like the, the one-day bear market or something. Someone made a joke about it. Um, yeah. is, are we going to hear soon that there is some tremendous entity out there that's going to shock the living you-know-what out of us that is just constantly buying? I, I I feel like something like that is in the cards. That, that That's the next thing. I mean, it's, just, it's like someone... It's not Michael... I mean, maybe it still is Michael Saylor. I mean, that would be insane. But uh, I would not be shocked that we we, we hear about some other uh, mystery. And ent- I mean, maybe it's a country. It's just like... It seems like there's something out there that just is not, it's just not stopping. It's just not. South
3: it's, Africa, Queen, uh, man, it's, I can't remember her name. She just did an interview four or five days ago. She just switched her, her uh, nation's currency from a fiat to a cryptocurrency. Who is this? Who is uh, this? Person? It's, it's Queen. It's going to bother me now. It's, queen Latifah? I
1: mean, no, who the hell is
3: it? <laughs> it's a queen in South Africa, though. She just did an interview with, like, mainstream media and press. i seen it on YouTube, uh, like you said, a couple days ago, where she just com- – she's basically getting rid of the fiat standard. She's going to cre- – she she already created a cryptocurrency for her nation. Oh, and, and basically, by doing that, paid off all their debt. And I, I don't know. It's just nations are getting into it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I'll – this is a uh, tip of the iceberg type of stuff. Uh, I, I I look forward to official announcements one of these days from, from one of the, some, some country out there. I, I haven't heard about that, but uh, all right, let's go back to, to Denver Bitcoin here. What's your surreal take? Oh, right. the-
0: I mean, yeah, it's surreal. It's I'll say, you know, I'm, my business partner is my dad, right? And he's a, he's a 70 year old boomer. Okay. So um, like a hardened kind of, not really even a gold bug, but a boomer and something that I, I even feel, but I know we feel as a company is it's it's kind of uneasy to win this much, right? it's it's almost uncomfortable to have price appreciate with such velocity, even if you expected it even if it was built into your business plan because it's unexpected still in a way, right? it's 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 uh, kind of euphoric. and so you get this feeling of like, do we do something now that the price has appreciated so much? Do we need to make a decision? And ultimately, I think no. It's just this is this is an accumulation game. This is a zero sum game to own the most real estate on the Bitcoin network. Uh, this the, the first and you know native monetary network um, that's public, right? So I think, yeah, it's it's surreal, um, especially mining, right? Because mining rewards hash rate hasn't caught up, right? We're sitting at 140 exahashes still on the network, and um, as a miner, I know I'm ecstatic that we don't you know, sell our rewards to cover costs because we get to mine for tomorrow's price, but still there's this, um, kind of impending feeling that price is going to go crazy. Should we just go out to the market constantly and be pressing our advantage? Right? So I don't know. It's yeah, it's really loud. It feels really loud as the price gets up to $40,000, a lot of noise, a little bit of discomfort, um, pullbacks. I hope so. I mean, I'm not a trader. I don't chart. Um, and i think bitcoin's pretty emergent so it's difficult to to chart in these kind of territories the airs thin up here as many say right and this is literally uncharted territory so pull back i hope so i'll be there buying um but i i wouldn't bet on it
1: you, you know we, we brady talked about how we were we knew this day would come but it's so weird to actually see the number and it's just uh, even though we knew it was going to come uh, it still seems like it's too good to be true sometimes and uh I think exactly. it's, it's it's good to be cautious, you know. It's just good not to get your hopes up too much. And like, if it drops to thirty thousand dollars, like, be do something radical, like uh, sell your Bitcoin or something like that. that. I mean, it's the it's the whole strong hand thing for me. You got to be prepared for all the possible outcomes here. Like, don't don't, don't be disappointed if it's not a hundred thousand dollars or whatever. I mean, you're it's still insane how how well things have gone. Since I got you talking about mining, do you have a a, a a mining report for us, any insight you want to give? Um, I mean, there have been reports out that, I mean, they're making more money than ever. I mean, it, it's it's quite impressive what's been going on.
0: Well, yeah, I think, well, I think hash rate's going to increase, you know, as fast as it can, right? I mean, people are playing catch up right now, trying to get infrastructure in place, trying to source power and, and you know, establish that uh, mining operation. I think it's going to increasingly go to remote and waste power generation. You know, stranded energy is going to be pretty much, I think, Throughout this decade, going to dominate um, the hash rate by the end of it. And I'll say this: I think, I think there's a massive void. I I've spoke about this before. I think there's a massive void in the ASIC market and in the you know hardware side of things because the, the marginal return on investment of chip production is a joke when compared to the marginal return on investment of sourcing you know reliable and cheap energy, economic energy at this point, just because of you know, kind of the diminishing return of how far they've pushed chip development. So I, I expect to see, you know, more hardware developers enter the space in the next few years, the price is a really good reason to start building some ASICs because more people are going to want to mine there, you know, there's got to be some consumer surplus uh, within that, within that market that can be capitalized on for a profit. So um, in terms of the mining sector, I, I think hash rate has a lot of catching up to do. A lot of people are going to be coming on the network. I know what 10 X hashes was already committed. Uh, by a mining company, an announcement I think, what, last week. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm really happy right now, but I expect to be mining a lot less Bitcoin at the end of 2021.
1: Okay, <laughs> I, I, I do like uh, that uh, there's so much opportunity in the space, and I, I do hope there's more competition in every aspect of mining. People love to fuddle mining and say China this, China that, uh, but when in reality, it, it, it's it's not all based there. I mean, there's plenty going on. as as you pointed out, I, I also want to say, you know, that, that we're talking about opportunities. A lot of people they don't want to they don't want to buy Bitcoin. They think they can be miners and jo- join all this mining stuff, and it, it's not that easy. Although, I mean, if you if you own a big warehouse in China, you can make a lot of money, apparently, or, or wherever you may own a big uh, warehouse. But there is a grayscale, and I do link to this below, and I just want to point this out because this is the freaking golden age. Okay, in this space, you can you can get a job. Grayscale, their new CEO put out news that they are hiring a, a social media manager in, in New York City. So that's linked to below. I'm just throwing that out there in the middle of the show because there are a lot of people that say they have no money, they have no job, they have no whatever. There's a lot going on here. You don't have to be technical at all. Freaking social media manager, they're gonna pay you almost $100,000 a year or something like that. So I uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, when, when, you know, when I thought about mining, that that's opportunity there but this is even an easier opportunity uh it's a golden age we're living in bitcoin is this crypto so few people even know about this space they're so obsessed with politics and news and being down and viruses that they don't they don't see this opportunity this is like the freaking how the internet the dot-com was back in the day this is better than that and so people are hiring uh you all, all sorts of people need help out there just for and, and you can know, look i mean you're on you're in every aspect of this you know being in motion getting all sorts of uh promos and what i mean it's it's a free-for-all it's glorious all right just uh, th- that was a little bit off topic there let's get back on uh, to the oh, well, I on
0: that. let me touch on that real quick because i was i was talking about um what i was mentioning earlier was the marathon is the is the company that just ordered tens of thousands of s19 pros from bitmain but i i think of it also uh
1: uh oh. Uh oh. What
0: happened? Jumping on mining. I mean if if that money that they had just, you know, sent to Bitmain
1: Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, you can You went off. Yeah, yeah. Start again. Start again.
0: Oh, sorry, sorry. So I was gonna say the the ASICs that um Marathon ordered, you know, tens of thousands of these S nineteen pros that'll get delivered through twenty twenty one, um, you know, had they taken that money and just bought Bitcoin back in End of November, early December, when they decided to purchase those, I mean, it it, it looks like they made a poor investment on my in my part, right? I mean, it's you're sitting there like that capital was poorly allocated. It could have the opportunity cost is is really great. They could have waited till today and then ordered those miners and been in a much better position. So, where to put your dollars is a really uh, a, a tough sell outside of Bitcoin. It's you know when you're competing with Bitcoin, it's tough to. Spend money anywhere else?
1: Indeed, I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I, it, I, I freak out. You know, I, we we think about people who bought coffee with Bitcoin. They thought they were paying five bucks for a coffee back in the day, and now now look. So I mean, what's uh, Laszlo's pizza? Like four hundred million now? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I I've never spent. Uh, I don't I don't spend my Bitcoin. I mean, come on now. This is uh, I mean. So yeah, there's and all these. I love that people are doing projects. I love that. I love that that, Zach, that Jack Mallers is doing the zap thing, and but you know the thing is, you know some of these businesses they might generate some revenue and everything, but it might in the long term you might just be better buying. Bitcoin. <laughs> I said that since
3: twenty sixteen, bro. Every time I went to a conference, every time I went to one of these. I talked to somebody at a booth i was like why aren't you just buying bitcoin why would you spend money on this booth why are you doing this why are you doing that but I'll, there have been projects that have actually made the space better by not just buying bitcoin and i think that has actually increased the bitcoin that they bought so some actually do bring value which is nice by kind of sacrificing their money by investing in the space and the ease of on ramping and things like that Like. Uh, I know Roger Ver gets a lot of shit, but, you know, uh, I think purse.io is, you know, underrated as one of the best utilities for Bitcoin. You know, it's great to hodl, but it feels good to use it, too. When it's up, you don't just sell and cash out, but you're like, oh, what can I do with it? And you can actually spend it and use it. And I think platforms like that and, you know, things like Fold that don't just buy Bitcoin, but actually help make Bitcoin a better place are nice.
1: Yeah, I, I want to go back uh, to to it, the. You know, we're talking about regular guys doing regular things, spending. It, it's so clear that since since the summer that this institutional buying, institutional everything, has been such a major theme in this space. And Grayscale CEO says uh, crypto interest is rising from pension and endowment funds. So I don't know if anyone has anything to say about that, or just has anything to say about Grayscale. <laughs> Uh, because I mean, they're just piling into this thing, and uh, I mean, they just—they they, uh, new CEO now and everything. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I wanted—that's—that's that's some news of the day, and I, I'm I, again, I'm happy that I got in before freaking pension funds and endowment funds got in. That's, <laughs> that's that's crazy. just huge. That's just huge. So I, I don't know, Brady, you have anything to say about that?
2: Um. So the latest is that Grayscale holds over three percent of all Bitcoin. Is that what you're talking
1: about? Yeah, that. And I mean, just that they're. I mean, it's like every day there's new news from them, and uh, yeah, and, and, and just the fact that, that they have stated something there that is very intriguing. That you know, pension uh, that the heat the CEO says crypto interest is rising from pension and endowment funds. And is yeah,
3: GBTC is still trading at a premium, so it's kind of uh, like a profit of the price. If you if you check out I the mean, GBTC, you can kind of see what that will do to real Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, and that's another freaky thing. I mean, there's still like it seems like there's just so many people that want to buy that instead of yeah. the real thing. Well, because they
3: can't, bro. Like those. That's why institutional investors are coming in now. They finally built the ramps, the roads that could they could put their big ass Mack trucks on. The foundation can support all that money. It was all us before that, and only because we could afford to put ourselves on that bridge we built, that rickety bridge across that trench. Now there's a fucking overpass. They built the I-95 on the Bitcoin. That's why we're seeing institutional money move in, because they can. The only reason they didn't before was because they couldn't,
1: now they can. I like that I ninety five reference. I ninety five World Series, nineteen eighty three. Baltimore Orioles beat the Philadelphia Phillies. Pound that (laughs) like button now. All right, (laughs) close. So (laughs) let's. uh, uh, Brady, I don't know if you got anything to say about GBT.
2: Yeah, I mean that
1: Ken. Oh, sorry.
2: Yeah, Ken's right. Ken's totally right. Like this is the only. First of all, so. There was a, a, another ETF that that uh, was applied for, you know and this has been happening over and over and over and over again. Um, I can't remember it was a resubmission from one of the one of the, the Winkle bosses. Yeah, was it Gemini? I think it was yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But it was a resubmission from one of these companies that has been trying for for years now. and that? that's gonna happen at some point. but right now GBTC is really the only game in town <laughs> to get exposure on the market. Uh, easily through through the uh, the stock exchange, right? Unless you want to go with like MicroStrategy as a de facto ETF. Some people are piling into that too. As number goes up, uh, MicroStrategy stock goes up. I mean, they're basically a Bitcoin ETF at this point. So when that comes, you know, there's going to be more and more highways, uh, on ramps into Bitcoin. I mean, we do have much better exchanges than we did in 2017. They built out. They're much more professional. Much more trusted. Uh, We've got better custody solutions for big institutions. So all that stuff has been built out. Bear markets are for building and bull markets are for just hanging on,
1: hanging on for dear life
2: as well, much as we can because that bull's gonna
1: buck. It's bitwise, not Gemini's. Bit, bitwise, want resubm- there you go. Okay. They 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 wanted to re- they were the ones that were resubmitting, I think. Um, but it, it doesn't matter. There'll be an ETF one of these days. I remember back in the day we used to be just, when will the ETF come? Now who gives a yeah. darn? I mean, it's like they, they 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 found the way in this thing. By the way, Powers Comics says we need to get some Meister content on Bitcoin TV. Brady Swenson, yeah, I mean, they could use my stuff if they wanted. Definitely, I mean, I got like two thousand freaking shows out there, dude. Use my old. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, 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 put me on. I'll, I'll go anywhere, baby. And just, yeah. I wish someone. There's an opportunity for someone. I mentioned this before. Someone could just take my archives and just put it on their channel, re, re-jigger everything. I don't know. Um, there's so many funny clips of me going wild, talking about one thousand dollar Bitcoin, five hundred. I mean, it, it's, it's historical out there, man. It, it's quite a, it's quite the history of Bitcoin. I, I like to watch when I was talking about three hundred dollar Bitcoin. And uh, anyway, okay. So <laughs> enough. It's, I think, it's- I think a Meister hype video
2: needs to happen you know we do these hype videos like we need a meister hype video going through the price action from back in the day all the way up to where we are now right
1: that would be fun i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to brecky about doing that oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I will tell you the guys that uh over at uh, at Coin Beast, I'm their uh, I'm their TikTok guy. I've been doing TikTok. It's linked to below if you want. That that's the freaking hype meister there. They give you 15 seconds, and you just go crazy. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> uh, it's, pre- it's pretty mindless over there. But we're reaching out. Uh, it, it's it's it, I, I've learned about the uh, mindset of altcoiners from from being on TikTok. Whoa, it's, it's <laughs> uh, Dude, a mindset. We hired a TikToker too, Adam.
2: Yeah,
0: uh,
1: yeah as you as know. Long. Yeah, Coinbeast actually knew about that. They said I should actually talk to you guys about it. But uh, yeah, yeah, some joint we thing. You got to build up a TikTok, do. Bitcoin TikTok, bro. This is...
2: Where all the millennials and Zers hang yeah. out. Again, uncharted territory. We're,
1: it's, it's yeah, we're, yeah, they talk about talent. they talk about Stellar over there. It's really uh, it's really great. Stellar and Ripple. It's it's quite entertaining. But all right, all, right, all right. I not I This is fun stuff. You're getting insider information here, people. Pound that like button. I want to I want to stick with uh, Brady real quick because I want we, we gotta talk we gotta talk about a serious subject here. This OCC thing. You down with OCC? Yeah, yeah you, know you know me. me. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not really down with the government. I, I mean, I don't go storming them or anything It's just like catchy,
3: that. man. It's just catchy.
1: Yeah, yeah you're, down, you're down with OCC. The federal regulated banks can use stable coins to conduct payments and other activities. The office of the Comptroller of Currency said on Monday. Okay. That's really, that's big stuff. Because there are a lot of people that love to say that, oh, the government's going to make cryptocurrency illegal. Uh, not, not, not exactly there. <laughs> so, so uh, Brady, elaborate on this. What's going on?
2: Yeah. So the OCC and this guy that's heading up the OCC now—he's outgoing, obviously, as administrations change—is Brian Brooks, who used to work uh, in legal at Coinbase. So he knows what's up, and this is sort of his uh, his closing salvo for uh, for crypto and for Bitcoin. And so the actual note says and talk it doesn't talk about Bitcoin or Ethereum, but it talks about stable coins. And the language that they use, they've decided, I guess they you know, government has to invent their own language, their own acronyms for everything. So they have um, INVNs, is what it talks about in the note, independent node verification networks. All right. So that's a really broad way to phrase what's going on here. And I think Brian Brooks chose that language so that it does include Ethereum and Bitcoin and and other cryptos because Bitcoin is an independent node verification network, right? And I like the fact that he chose independent because it gets at the idea that we are, like, it kind of hints at self-sovereignty, right? And personal responsibility, you know, you're independent from the government agencies, you're independent from a bank, and you are your own bank. So I actually, I think that that terminology, while like funny because governments, you know, do this all the time, is important. Uh, and I think that that was chosen very sp- uh, specifically. So it's basically saying that banks can use independent node verification networks as as payment rails. And, uh, and, you know, beyond that, it doesn't say just payment rails, but it says that they can use it for uh, technological, you know, rails for whatever banking, Uh, Practices there are as long as they're following the banking regulations and laws in the United States. So, this is a big deal. This is one of those like Trojan horse sort of things, right, for Bitcoin. And we see, like we were talking about Jack Mallers earlier in Strike, uh, we see, you know, Strike is is built on Lightning and it's using Lightning as payment rails to turn fiat into Lightning. So, if you're a merchant who wants to accept Lightning, uh, and the trouble is, you know, chicken and egg problem is that you have customers who don't know what the hell Lightning is, most of them. And uh, so you can receive Bitcoin uh, and the your customers can pay in fiat. And that's using an example of using Lightning as payment rails. So I think we'll see uh, other examples of that moving forward, not just using stable coins. And there's also stable coins being built on top of Lightning right now using RGB, for instance. Uh, so that kind of like, the stuff that's has been happening a lot on Ethereum and DeFi, uh, it, this is how things work. Bitcoin moves slower. It's more intentional. And that's for good reason because it's dealing with a $760 billion right now. So um, these types of financial and payments and functions, functionality and stuff is coming to Bitcoin. And I think we'll see banks using these infrastructures on top of Bitcoin in the future. This, So I think this is a big deal.
0: Is it? Is it worth noting? Is isn't the government in the in the midst of a lawsuit with Tether right now? At the same time that New, this is happening, New York State is right, or New York State is.
1: I mean, that's a little which, which I find I kind mean, of
0: ironic. Oh, I just kind of find ironic in terms of you know, in one sense, they're attacking stable coins. I read some of that, some of the documentation. You know, them talking about how Tether had you know. They claimed Tether had the ability to just create currency without it being backed, but then, you know, this is happening on the other side of the token. So, kind of an interesting counterfud, I guess. True.
1: Yeah. Uh, I want. I want. to add to all this that uh, was this guy Allaire, Oh, Jeremy Allaire, is that his name? He he tweeted about this very nicely, and he said this paves the way for the the use of leading uh for the leading digital dollar currency such as USDC as a mainstream payment medium for all forms of payment and settlement and helps put the US in a leadership position in embracing the power of public blockchains. Well, it's about time the United States uh, government, uh, you, know, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had some Congress people that wanted to, well, they wanted to have the stable act and make us backward toward a uh, cryptocurrency. This is the opposite. This is innovation. This is letting people do, do their thing so uh Denver Bitcoin a, a anymore uh, you you brought up the New York uh the, the irony you know on, on one one end they're suing a, a freaking uh cr- 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 they're suing uh stable coins and then the, on the federal government is saying it, it's cool uh do you have any commentary on, on this situation what it what it means for uh Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency in general
0: I'm not sure I'm not sh- sure of the impact but I would actually point toward you know Brady to see what what kind of his take it is on that? Considering you know you work with Swan, there's a lot of, you know, regulatory oversight and things. So I I don't know how that would would conflict. I'd have to look more into it.
1: All right, all right. Um, let, let's before we get back to Brady first. Ken, I want you just to address the the whole OCC thing. If if you have a, a, any thoughts on, on that, uh, uh, what's what's going? You know, they 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 said the, this about stable coins.
3: I I mean, I'm a big fan of stable coins. Honestly, I think it's probably an easier conversation to be had while on ramping uh, small businesses when talking about crypto. I I think, you know, if you're going to walk into a pizza shop and try to get them to accept Bitcoin, maybe show them how to accept the stable coin first. Uh, you know, it's something that they have more familiarity with the stability and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I think what we're going to see is, you know, everybody thought, you know, the government was going to compete with Bitcoin, right? Like, that's what they all thought, you know, they're going to create something and compete with Bitcoin. Well, turns out, no, they're here to compete with the stable coins. Uh, and that's pretty much what I expected the whole time looking at Tether, even in like 2017. I still don't know how they're around today. But um, <laughs> honestly, I, I just see that, you know, the government isn't going to be looking at competing with Bitcoin by creating a better Bitcoin or anything like that. I think that what they are going to do is uh, using the regulations. They're going to just make a better stable coin.
1: All right. All right. To let them compete. Don't complain. I say let there be a Fed coin. Let Tether exist. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know why they... Well, I do know why they want to shut it down. But but whatever. Let, let them all out there. I'm I don't not, think I'm... they'll
3: shut it down. I think they'll seize it I and mean, they'll just take tether and they'll say it's ours now and rebrand. Well, that's an
1: interesting take right there. I, I will t- I, yeah, I, I don't like the destruction of anything out there. There's some people that believe, you know, that altcoins are the devil. If you don't like all coins, uh, ignore them. So, how do you what feel the- about the SEC uh, subpoenaing and, and
3: all that shit with uh, Ripple and XRP? Oh, uh,
1: you know, uh, per- let's go around. I mean, that was last week's news and everything. I don't. I'm not a fan of Ripple at all, but I don't want the government shutting it down. I mean, t- sure, Ripple <laughs> is not Ripple is not a real cryptocurrency, okay? But I mean, compete. Let them compete. Let pe- if people want to buy that nonsense. They can buy that nonsense. Let him run his. It's a company that owns a cryptocurrency. Okay, we get it. Whatever. I don't. I don't believe in the whole security stuff. Just let them. Let them burn themselves out. I mean, people. People are silly. They they have this unit bias, and that's like their gimmick over there. And 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 they're people that are like, it's the cryptocurrency for banks okay, if you worship banks, that's awesome. I mean, you can do what you want to do. That's what I think. So no, I, I don't, I don't like the government interfering in any of this. I, I wish you didn't need the government's permission for all, all this, from, for most things. And, uh, but the, you know, the the institutions that are coming into this, and this is, I mean, this ties it into everything, I guess. Uh, they, they love to hear about uh, government approval. I mean, part of the reason they've piled into Bitcoin lately is because it is obvious now that Bitcoin cannot be shut down or over-regulated by the government uh, of the United States. And why they're dropping off out of Ripple is because they've they've come to the conclusion that the the government can destroy Ripple. They should have already known that. It just just shows you how ignorant some of these uh, bigger buyers of Ripple were in the first place. Okay. I went, I went on a tangent there. Uh, Ken, what's your, are are Um, you as free market as me on that? Yeah, man, I
3: am. Uh, I I could care less what, you know, Ripple's doing or who wants it or likes it or whatever. Uh, What I care about though, is that this low hanging fruit was kind of their first target. And I don't want the government to start off with a win on the war with a battle like this. Uh, I think, you know, what happened with like Arthur Haynes and BitMEX and how everybody was a little silent on that shit. uh, I think that we need to be more vocal when they start to come for our neighbors before they start to come for our friends and us. Um, So just shout out to Arthur. Hope everything's all right, like that sucks but with what's happening with ripple even i said it dude buy the fucking lawsuit sell the verdict you know it's just going to be an eos again uh maybe they learned their lesson last time with the eos by only taking like one percent of their billions of dollars they raised uh but i think what we're going to see is probably 300 maybe 500 million dollar in fine come from ripple and uh that's it slap on the wrist to them uh you know all they're going to do is get some you know xrp sell it to their you know cult members and then take that fiat that they got and pay off their fines so it's Basically, uh, they're getting a buyout from you know their investors, which is pretty ironic considering it's a banker coin. So uh, I, I, I'm I'm with you, man. I think Ripple's going to win this. I think XRP is going to be fine. Uh, I could care less either way, but um, I, I do want to see that we start off with the win in this community in general. Whether you know Ripple is, XRP is a real cryptocurrency or just a digital currency, uh, they are in the same space. So I just think, you know, we, we have to take care of our own, even if we don't agree with their tribe, you know, yeah, it, we're, all, we're
1: just, I'll say this, these centralized entities, whether they be Arthur Hayes or Ripple, they act as a shield for Bitcoin. I mean, the government, the government's got to say they're doing something to protect all the screaming Karens. So they, they hit on the easy targets, the, the low hanging fruit, the, cent- the clearly
3: centralized entities. Yep so and that's let, what let, i've been saying for five years man is like yeah ripple is fucked at the gate because you know they have a ceo they have a founder, they have people that can be seized and black bagged and that's what's happening i mean who would have saw this coming <laughs> Well, that's the thing. some of these people didn't see it coming
1: they don't understand what centralized Dude, i got centralized. kicked
3: out of fucking consensus in 2018 for standing out front of the ripple door because they had like a Fucking 500 square foot room and educating people on the fact that you know that you could sue them, right? When things go wrong, right? But you can't sue <laughs> Nakamoto. Uh, and they
1: kicked me out. All right. Uh, love it. Love Ken Bose. You guys, do you have anything to say about Ripple? I mean, we weren't going to talk about Ripple, but it it, it got tied in.
2: I mean, Ken is the king of conference trolling. There's no doubt about that. It's been very entertaining (laughs) to watch him over the years. All
1: right, right. let's let's talk. Let's get back on track here. I want uh, (laughs) Denver Bitcoin. Tell us about this Jack Mallers Zap thing. It was it was big news. Uh, I mean, uh, Brady alluded to it before. Um, I'll, I'll link to it below. I haven't updated all the links yet, uh people. But if you're watching this tape, you, you can see it. I'm sure. Uh, but, but yeah, what what it was? Everyone was crazy, and I, and I'm glad the dude is in motion. And I'm glad they're using the Lightning Network. I'm I'm no expert on the Lightning Network. I don't really, you know. I, I'm just letting the people do what they're going to do. What, what's your take there, uh Denver? Well, I, I love what I love what Jack Muller's is doing. You know, he
0: kind of tunes out the noise and just builds right, and then he comes and talks about what he built and um, Bitcoiners are, are kind of building this this financial future. Each product is, you know, typically an idea that came relatively, you know, not that long ago and they got on the horn to go build. So Zap is incredible. I don't know if you guys watched that video, the, his thread. It's, I mean, the product is absolutely insane. The fact that he can pay an employee every five seconds or every minute, um, you know, this, that kind of rolling wage concept globally, changes a lot. I mean, I think that impact is going to be long lasting. Um, it's bullish. I mean, it just the user interface, everything about it makes Bitcoin more agreeable to the consumer, easier to use, and and more more friendly. So um, it's easier to be open minded to to this product because these, you know, these guys are building such great things around it. So, you know, kudos to him. Great respect. Uh, it's an amazing product.
1: All right. Uh, do, do any of the other panel members have anything to say about, uh, what we just, uh, made, zap and everything that's going on over there? Lightning is it, going,
3: it, Lightning's going to make Visa obsolete. Finally. <laughs> I think that's what we're we're seeing is those stepping stones be put down, uh, where uh, I think we're going to see a lot of Bitcoin, you know, taken out of bitcoin nets put into the Litecoin network and that's where it will reside. Uh, And I think we're gonna see a lot of businesses actually realize that they could have their own lightning networks and how that benefits them as a business rather than using the Visa network and lose out as a business. Uh, We're gonna go to a shopping mall and see that they have a shopping mall lightning network. And for using that lightning network while shopping at individual stores at that mall, X, Y, and Z, they all earn something from that as well. And that can be reflected as a discount on the price of the things that you buy goods and services, regardless. But what's happening is we're starting to see the tools that we've been needing for, you know, not just independent uh, unbanking yourself, but, uh, you know, businesses unbanking themselves. And this is a great stepping stone in that direction. Rather than just saying, you know, accept Bitcoin and HODL. Well, businesses need to do business-esque shit, man. And I think the Lightning Network is really going to show them the benefits of being their own bank as a business.
1: Uh, yeah, I, we were just talking about centralized uh, points of failure. My my only worry about you know Jack Pit Mallers doing something like this. I mean, I, I hope it's totally cool with the with the officials. Uh in D.C. because he's a he's he's a target and I, I don't want to encourage We never anybody. know,
3: man. I mean, a lot of this is literally just like still playing Wild Wild West, you know, and like every day laws are written for things that, you know, like, why do we have, you know, jaywalking as a fine? Well, you know, eventually it became, that's, you know, so things are going to keep popping up where it's like, well, what you did yesterday may be illegal today, but it was legal when you did it yesterday and depending on that grandfather as getting in or out of that I think that we're going to see a lot of laws be written in 2021
1: uh, in the U.S., especially. Okay, I, I want to point out a mistake I made earlier today. Uh, we were talking about who refiled for the ETF. I got confused. Bitwise has been in the news a lot with all sorts of things that they do. Okay, all sorts of financializations and good for them. Van Eck just refiled. VanEck. Van Eck. Van Eck refiled. VanEck. The reason
3: I thought Gemini was because in 2018 and then
1: I think again in 2020 they tried. Uh, they keep going for it. Hey, I, I just don't – again, we're talking about government permission. Just let them do this crazy ETF stuff. If people want to invest in Bitcoin that way, let them do it. I think it's ridiculous. I love I love that I wasn't waiting for a darn ETF. They, okay, love, I,
3: that I, I, a, they love that there's a monopoly on it right now, bro. They love that there's a monopoly on it. Well, GBTC loves that the SEC yes. is
1: holding this up.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you, they, you don't think bad. that they're lobbying to keep things the way they are for as long as humanly
1: possible? Uh, he might want his own ETF, though, too. I, yeah. Probably, I mean, something like that. So, uh, there, there, there's all sorts of competing interests. And that's the problem with uh, not thinking you have a, a capitalist society when it's not. It's, it's really uh, a fascist society, it fascist uh, economics. The government picks winners and losers and really alters the markets uh, completely. But hey, we, yeah, it's we're, crony we're, capitalism crony yeah, capitalism, yeah, capital, whatever, you, whatever you want to call it. it. It's it's uh it's what we live in, and it gives capitalism a bad name, and and makes AOC popular. And uh, and we, 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 I guess we'll have some time to talk about the uh, the politics of of the day in a second because it it does uh deal with this. Uh, but uh, Brady, any any zap thoughts before we move on here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, like Ken was
2: alluding to, like we need to be able to use Bitcoin, right? Or like. People are going to want to demand Bitcoin for their goods and services, uh, and that chicken and egg problem is being solved by strike. So it's awesome to see that anybody can start paying in Bitcoin, and we're going to see more and more people start demanding, merchants start demanding Bitcoin, or, or at least making that option available uh, as numbers going up because they just want to get that directly into their coffers, right? Uh, and a lot of businesses are starting to go onto a Bitcoin standard. So, you know, like uh, Tahini's in Canada, those guys love to just take Bitcoin because they're going to buy it anyway. So it might as well just just have it transacted directly into their coppers. As far as the international thing goes, I think it's great. They're using Bittrex, uh, in, uh as their kind of their back end, their rails, because Bitrix is already international. Uh, so they're going to be kind of like a UI, UX layer on top of Bitrix. Uh, so that's great. Um, they are also like the, the get paid in Bitcoin thing um, is going through prime trust. Uh, you know, like uh, Russ opened up a bank account of prime trust and uh, the, the NFL is paying him through that bank account and prime trust converts it. So again, it's like strike isn't, there's no lightning network involved on in that strike is sort of the um, Jack's kind of like making it happen. Uh, just, you know, setting people up with prime trust. So, uh, I think that's cool too. Uh, we're doing that at Swan as well. Uh, people can get paid in Bitcoin. You can set up oh. a bank account at Prime Trust and and convert whatever you want. You can just do it right now. Convert.
3: X, can you get direct X deposit million. from your uh, job, direct deposit to Swan, and have that converted to Bitcoin automatically as a direct deposit.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you. So we auto we auto withdraw straight from your bank account. So you get direct deposit into your bank account, and we just auto withdraw okay. daily. Well, we would auto withdraw weekly no matter what. So we'll uh, spread those buys over days if you want, but we just auto withdraw once a week. And uh, yeah, so
1: it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing.
3: I was going to show something like similar, but yeah, just use one.
1: Uh, all right. I, I want to <laughs> say, I want to say another, uh, you brought up Tahini's there. It was right after – Sailor made his announcement in August or September, whenever it was. It was the summer. And then Tahini's, you know, this, this small – it's a, a small eatery or whatever. they got a chain of restaurants up there in Canada. And then they said it. I'm like, these dudes are smart. They're, they're jumping on this bandwagon. They'll get their name in the news. It will be so good for them. My lord, was it good for them? I mean Bitcoin has gone up like four times in price. If they really changed all their the, the Canadian – dot those Canadian loonies into Bitcoin, those dudes are doing great. I mean, wow. Good, good, yeah, good I mean, it, it wasn't just a gimmick, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's partially a gimmick, but I mean, dude. Actually, <laughs> I was going to say it's partially a gimmick. <laughs> if they talk, well, they talk the talk, but then they, if they really walk the walk, my lord, my lord. They be, no, no, you're I right. Walk if, out, if, I, if I keep if they walk. was walk the walk,
0: I, I, walk, I, walk in November would be huge for them, right? Yeah. The revenue of November would be 6x by now. 5x. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's like.
1: <laughs> the, 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 it's, it's amazing. I, I want to point out another, another mistake I keep on making. I keep calling it Zap. Zap is the company. Strike is the freaking product. That's why I got I got you guys here. Okay, real quick here. Uh, the, the, you know, are all coins inextricably linked to Bitcoin? Okay, big, we all know that. I mean, a trillion dollar market cap for uh, all of cryptocurrency now, unbelievable. Okay, and Bitcoin is like over half a trillion dollars. Uh, Ethereum, Google searches have hit an all-time high, mm-hmm. which which makes us think. That it's going to probably hit its fiat all-time high real soon. So, I mean, Ken, you're known, you, you know about altcoins and such. Uh, wh- what is your take? Is is Ethereum going to hit an all-time high soon? Are altcoins doomed? Or, or because Bitcoin dominance has increased, or are the impulsive people out there going to take their paper Bitcoin profits and start the gambling machine?
3: I don't think bitcoin dominance has anything to do anymore with the altcoin market honestly it doesn't matter it's new money coming in left and right from every direction bitcoin isn't going up because people are selling their shit coins that's not what that's not what's happening People are just buying Bitcoin and they're buying shit coins. And that will continue to happen, especially with people like Elon Musk making tweets like I'm the CEO of Doge. (laughs) Uh, I don't think that's going to stop. I think more people in that similar position of influence will probably find a bag that they want to pump and do similar fucking tactics with. Uh, So I think we're going to see tribal coins, uh, these altcoins, whatever you want to call them, shit coins. They're going to keep moving. It is just it is what it is. But what we're really going to see in 2021, though, is a difference between 2018. Uh, utility will speak volumes. Nobody is buying vaporware. Uh, you can't sell vaporware at a vapor sales depot. You can't do it anymore. Uh, it's, it's all utility. And the gimmick utility it doesn't matter if it's niche or whatever. Uh, Ethereum, though, with uh, a lot of 2.0 and everything and all their hype, I see nothing but ups for Ethereum. Uh, especially with the Ethereum Foundation Enterprise Alliance and everything like that, with all their, you know, their circles that they're in, uh, you know, they're going to say, hey, get one Bitcoin and get some Ethereum too. So we're just going to keep seeing the market grow as a whole right now. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to have to worry about market cap or liquidity battles for the next year or two because it's all going to be great as long as it's not a complete piece of shit. You know, if the if it has utility, if it works, then yeah, it's going to do well uh all coins being correlated
1: to bitcoin though not anymore all right so i want to say again the google searches for ethereum are up It, it, it implies that there's a lot of retail interest and it could be the retail that helps pump ethereum more than uh I mean, we, we haven't really heard about any institution. Think Michael Saylor isn't buying it. Yeah, wait for the Ethereum ETF to get
3: approved. And then that moment you're talking about will occur. But right now we're seeing what Ethereum is seeing, what Bitcoin saw two, three years ago.
1: That's all. Okay. it's a, it's a good, Before the good. futures got in and fucking ruined everything for us. <laughs> good 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 take good take there surfer jim says please say hi to all the strong-handed holders out there who didn't sell their bitcoin we were right oh you better believe we were right pound that like but hello and happy new year to adam brady denver and ken well thank you I surfer do. jim surfer's been on this show a few times he is an awesome dude spread he's a great word. guy surfing the, surfing cool guy. and spreading the bitcoin word all right dudes uh Altcoins, Ethereum, Ethereum, Google. And again, Bitcoin Google searches have not reached their all-time high. Right. But <laughs> Ethereum's has. It's That's why I said the people that are
3: buying Bitcoin know what they're buying. It's it, the people that don't yet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what, exactly, bro. Yeah, very, very good. Very good take, Ken. I like it. Uh, you, you, uh, other panel members, anything to say about this altcoins and Ethereum? I know Brady, you're no altcoiner, but uh, you, you, I mean, you, you gotta you gotta pay attention to the market. I mean, Ethereum is gonna be hyped so much this year with the 2.0 coming up. I mean, it's it's in our faces, so we gotta address it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt Ethereum is around to stay. Uh, it, it's it's clearly cemented itself as the number two crypto. So if people come in the door. For Bitcoin, they're going to start searching, well, what the heck is this Ethereum thing? That's exactly what happened to me in 2017. Um, and, you know, it's it, there's a lot of pitches out there, a lot of memes out there about, about why Ethereum is better than Bitcoin, etc. And it'll, you know, I, I don't think it's a direct competitor to Bitcoin in terms of money, although there's lots of, you know, Ethereans out there that will say that that Ethereum is money. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people will just say it's a, it's a token used to drive uh, computing power for other applications that rest on top of it. Um, I don't know. I don't think Ethereum is going to compete on that front at all. I think Ethereum will be limited to, you know, being a, a layer where it's, you know, experiments happen. And we'll, you know, see what sticks. I think it's more of like a Silicon Valley sort of project. And Bitcoin is not that. It's something, it's something completely different. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all people are going to be buying altcoins. I think the majority of the money, the vast majority of the money this time, since it's not a retail-driven uh, market this time, although the retail will come, I think the vast majority of the money will come from the big players. They're going to buy Bitcoin. Maybe they'll buy some Ethereum. I don't think they're going to play uh, beyond that. So, uh, when yeah, when you start seeing the altcoins pump and stuff, that's going to be retail or individual speculators and investors. I think we do see a big separation between Bitcoin and everything else. I think Ethereum will still kind of hang out uh, uh, as well and really separate itself from
1: the rest of the altcoins, too. Uh, again, I like how you guys are reading my mind. You brought up it's a Silicon Valley coin. You better believe it is. They they mm-hmm. love those type of people, Vitalik types. And it, there's definitely a lot of hype coming from that that side of the country. And Ken called uh, altcoins, he called them tribal coins. And I got to say, it is an interesting era that we live in. For the first time ever, tribes are being built around currencies. Yep. You know, we have tribes built around religions, around countries. People get very tribalistic about those type of things, as we've seen recently. Uh, but this we're living in this crazy era now because of... Uh, a cryptocurrency that you could you could build a, tr- a tribe around a, a coin, and some of them really know how to hype it up. Then some of them disappear. It's 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 very interesting. Again, I'm just an observer. I'm talking about what I see out there. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. That's all. You, if I say you know, there's some people out there that are so silly. They think if I say the word Ethereum, like I'm I'm I'm, I'm telling people to sell it. If you're that naive, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe you're just a troublemaker. So i, I no not. Anyway, you no. Know, it, it, it's sad though. You know, you you do you do say a, say a name, and people they they hope and pray that just because you said the name that you like their coin. It's so tribalistic. You know, no, you, dude. I mean, I'm just pointing out the reality of the world. I'm I'm saying what's out there. I'm telling you the news. That's that that you know we, we cannot ignore it. We can't. We you know, they're not all scams. They're they're people trying to do things out there, but. I make it very clear here. And I think everybody hears Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. And uh, just only just stick with the best, mess with the best, die like the rest. Uh, all right. Uh, Denver, we're going to get cut off here, but don't worry. Uh, we, we will uh, continue. It's going to be a little weird. Um, but your, your altcoin, Ethereum take anything. I mean, I don't, I don't
0: really have a take. You know, I see I see nothing competing with, with Bitcoin, maybe gold, but I don't think Ethereum is a competitor gold. of Bitcoin. Gold,
3: gold's been going down lately. Gold is old. Yeah, maybe. maybe gold ain't competing with no, Bitcoin
0: maybe. at all. Well, I mean, I think, I <laughs> think a lot that- of people are are reallocating anything that they're holding in gold to Bitcoin, right? It's kind of this, this you know, in, in the minds of investors, this potentially superior store of value. Um, but I think that also there's so many investors that are just, they can't change their diversification mind. Right. The idea of diversification is—it's almost like a rule of law to them, and so they're—they're they're gonna want to try to hedge and grab the crypto market. I think it's—I think it's more representative of you know a a trillion or six hundred billion dollar animal that has a three hundred billion dollar leech or parasite attached to it, in my opinion. But I don't think investors will see it that way. I think they'll see it as worthwhile diversification. Um, so, I mean, I, I, just personally have no interest
1: in, all right. All right. All right. Diversification for the sake of diversification is what you were talking about there. Uh, basically there, yeah. there, there, there is that, that, that strange mentality out there. I, 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 don't want to get too controversial here, but I, I've said this before you brought up gold. I would rather own Ethereum than own gold. I, I would. Why, why not? I can trade that Ethereum into Bitcoin in two seconds. All right. And uh, it, it, it's, it's the future. Gold is old, baby. Gold what, what Bitcoin proved
3: was gold was truly the speculation asset. Yes. They're,
1: they're, yes.
3: Uh, yeah. That's uh, what happened. Everybody thought gold wasn't, you know, Bitcoin's all speculate. No, Bitcoin proved that's all your gold was. <laughs> well, well, beyond, beyond it, that, beyond, t-
0: I mean, into the, to the d- diversification aspect, you know, part of it has to do with with bitcoin's price appreciation, right? I mean, even somebody that may have made a bet on Bitcoin, you know, if they see their their investment double, um, they'll think you know it's smart to preserve that wealth by diversifying into these other coins that are maybe successful now um, with their their you know profits, if you will, from that investment, their return. So, I don't know if they're going to go
3: There's anywhere. That you can do with your yeah. Bitcoin now, than sell it for a shitcoin to do something with it. I mean, you could use like Celsius Network or a hundred other different things to just like earn money just for having money. I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case, man. I think people are actually going to look into DeFi indexing and and more things along those lines of how I have Bitcoin. Well, now, how do I send my Bitcoin to work so I can stay home and play video games? And then my Bitcoin comes home from work with income that I take out of its pocket and then I send it back to work the next day. That's what people are going to do with their Bitcoin as they see it grow. I don't think that they're going to sell Bitcoin because they are going to worry about the possibility of being able to buy it back. Well, and if you the look thing- at the they- chart,
1: that is a fucking fact of scariness of you know buying it back. <laughs> Well, people are so tempted to do something with their bitcoin. I, of course, love to do nothing with my bitcoin, but Ken is right. That is why these businesses that are going to give you interest on your bitcoin exist. People and that's traditional finance markets, that's what people are used to getting interest on their bank accounts and whatnot. It will be interesting when one of them totally blows up and steals from
3: everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Don't
1: put that out into the universe, we don't need that. Well, it's gonna happen. I mean, that's gonna happen uh, again. I, I, I prefer just you know holding your own bitcoin you can get airdrops and and uh, and forks that's your those are your crypto dividends that you turn into more bitcoin i don't have to trust some third party giving me uh bitcoin interest but plenty of people will i mean those businesses are already well funded that are that are they're going to do that thing. To eat, you know anyone can get, but there will be destruction no so, so, someone's gonna steal it's I mean that's just the way with, with it is with third parties and interest. Well, and all but
0: that. I mean I think I think about you know the amount of money that's in the kind of the retail investor market and the majority of it is held by boomers, and boomers think like this, right? They yes. think like, I mean this is diversification is like I said it's almost like physical You're law. The
3: and um, then it would be more like a
0: millennial. <laughs> well, exactly, right? I mean, I obviously I think that wealth will then you know that that generational wealth will will flow down to you know Gen X, Gen Z, and everybody, but. I think for the moment when retail boomer investors get involved it could get it could get weird out there.
1: I think it could get it could, it could get really weird. Yeah, bring bring on the weirdness, Matt. We we could yeah. never it has been a quite a freaking wild ride. We predicted so many of these things would happen, you know, one day you'd be able to get interest, there'd be people loaning out Bitcoin and it it all comes to fruition. It's just you got to Defer gratification. Live your freaking lives. Don't do anything impulsive and just sell your Bitcoin because you're sad or, or, or whatever. It, it's, it's been amazing. Now, uh, I want to – was now, I forgot what I was going to do. Real quick,
2: I got to say to Denver's Denver's point, yeah, like we see at Swan a bunch of boomers coming in. I was shocked. Uh, and it's still it's still continuing. In fact, the rate, the, the percentage of boomers on our uh, Swan clients are it's still increasing as we're going along here and that's, you know, obviously they have a bunch of money. So it makes sense, No, and it's but boomers, yeah. no, boomers it's are coming.
0: <laughs> they're coming I mean, and that's what I mean, you know, cause I'm, I'm partnered with my dad. So he's like this early boomer amongst the boomers he knows where like now they're, you know, reaching out and talking to him about it because obviously price brings that attention. So yeah. I feel like this, that all at once is soon to happen with that generation, right?
1: Yeah. Well, yep. They are welcome here. Anyone is welcome here. It's this is uncensorable space. You can't say all oh, the no, boomers aren't allowed. Let them come in, baby. Let them all use their money on this. Everyone is welcome. Uh, you can have your enemies here. That is that's the beautiful thing about Bitcoin. Now, I, I do want to bring up current events real quick. You guys brought up gold. I've been told gold is doing terrible today, apparently. Um, and you would expect from all the hype we've heard about gold for all the years, because the people who love gold have always talked about, you know, the end of the world, you'll need your gold. And if the government falls, you'll need your gold. It'll do great. Well, yesterday we had a situation in Washington, DC. It it looked pretty nasty. What was going on there? You would think gold would do well after what happened, uh, in in DC yesterday. And, uh, it, it didn't. And, uh, Bitcoin has done great during all this time of uncertainty. So I'm gonna let the panel have a little open time here. We're we're basically at the end of the show, but just uh, what they think about the current events of today, uh, of the day there, they are interesting to see that scene in the Capitol. That was a little strange. and, and uh, what it means for Bitcoin, for and and the Georgia election, what that means that we're gonna have, that the Democrats are gonna control all aspects of the Senate and the, the House of Representatives and the uh, and, and the presidency. Uh, I mean, I, I, a lot of people are down. They think it's the end of the world. For me, Bitcoin 2020 was a great year for me. A great year. Bitcoin was great. I always look at the positive side. And sure, I, I don't agree with all these socialistic policies that are clearly coming in and the censorship that might be coming in, you know, you know, the vilifying of, of, of certain people. But Bitcoin is the protection from all that. Bitcoin, I, I think people, it's helping more people wake up to Bitcoin. I, I really think this is some of this stuff, this craziness that's been go- going on, and the 2000 dollars checks that are going to be on the way, and the and the uh Whatever it's called, the UBI, it's it's going to take – some people are going to be addicted to the fiat forever. Okay, that sucks for them. But for the people that are into Bitcoin, this is going to be a golden freaking age, dudes. And the, what the government does, you, if you've got enough Bitcoin, it doesn't matter what the freaking bi- government does. So, okay, I, I rambled on about that. You guys, uh, uh, Brady, we'll start with you with current events and, and what it means for Bitcoin and your take on the current events.
2: Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I mean this country is divided Uh, That's very clear, Uh, you know, in 20, let's see, what was it? 2016, uh, you know, all the, all the Democrats liberals thought there was a rigged election, you know, and 2020 it's the opposite. Uh, We have basically everyone in the country now uh, except for the middle who try to stay out of this noise uh, thinks that we've had a rigged election in the last two presidential elections. That, uh, that kind of division, and divisiveness leads to, you know, what we saw at the Capitol building, which was pretty messed up uh, and an indication of just how divided we are. And that was, you know, also at the urging of the president of the United States, he wasn't urging the violence and the, you know, breaking of the windows, et cetera, but he didn't urge a march on the Capitol. And uh, who knows? I mean, it, it was, I think, probably pretty obvious where that was going to end up going. So uh, it was a mess. I, You know, I think... Brandon Quidham talks about this cycle of, of being a fourth turning and it's in Neil Howe's book called the fourth turning and how American history in particular and just history in general has gone through these cycles about every 20 years and they follow certain patterns or certain characteristics of each of each cycle. The fourth turning, which we've entered roughly seven or eight years ago is a cycle where we lose faith in institutions. There's a massive distrust of, of the institutions that we've built. And there is a revolution of some kind. Often it's a physical war, sometimes it's you know massive protests. And uh, so that's really interesting. Check out Brandon Quidham's stuff on the fourth turning. I think it's spot on for where we are. And you know, in that, out of that uh, fourth turning, we build new institutions, right? And I think what we're building now are distributed in, in institutions, uh, that we're not just losing faith in the institutions that, we that we've built, but we're losing faith in centralized institutions, and we have open source technology and distributed solutions to these problems, to these big problems that we have. The problem of money, like we need to solve that. We need to. Ha- we need money. It's the you know the foundation of civilization. So. We're building those things now and I see a future of bright for Bitcoin and bright for uh, individuals coming together, uh, finding a problem they want to work together on and solving it in a distributed fashion. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very optimistic for the future, but I think we're going to go through some some more troubling times over the next five years or so.
1: Yeah, I, I, would, I would encourage people to look for their economic interest by Bitcoin. Don't worry. Don't get caught up in the emotion. Of the politics. I think a lot of the people that got caught up in the emotion, it, it, a way to, to fight back against something that you feel is, is is bad out there. If you think everything's corrupt, get into the security truth machine, Bitcoin. It is not corrupt. It is the one thing out there that you can prove is not corrupt. It's not going to be inflatable. It's not a big lie. Uh, let's go to uh, Ken on uh, current events. If you want to
3: protest, buy Bitcoin.
1: Yep. Yep. That's you know, I, I like
3: it, it, it's, it's our generation's Boston Tea Party. You know, just throw your fiat into the harbor. Get rid of it. Stop. Stop even acknowledging its existence. Uh, I don't think we're going to have a problem with money moving into the future. Uh, I know that you said that, but I with the ability for everybody to make money, you know, their own shitcoin. coin. I don't I, I think money will be obsolete within a, a decade or two you know, as we know it, uh, will be obsolete. And that's what I think Bitcoin's true superpower is, is making money obsolete. Uh, You know, money isn't currency. Currency isn't money. All right. Uh, Denver. I I just wanted to say one more thing, though, is along the lines of like the gold stuff is, uh, you know, I don't think gold's going to have its day again for a long time in the sense of, I don't remember exactly when uh, or exactly where, but uh, about a month ago or so, they just found like a huge deposit of gold that has yet to been uh, adjusted to the supply of all gold. So gold keeps getting inflated. More and more and more. I mean, they keep saying there's a limited amount, but we don't really know what that supply cap is on gold. Every fucking year we keep finding giant deposits of it and it keeps uh, inflating their their, shit. So I think what we're going to see, if you want to see gold do anything, it's going to be when Elon Musk starts importing it from space and the cost of production is implemented to the value of gold at that point. But till then, just buy Bitcoin.
1: All right. Denver you you've got the last word on current events.
0: Yeah, I think I know I think Brady gave a great summary there of of kind of that, you know, that fourth turning. Um and I'd say I'll say there's two aspects to that that I'd like to talk about and one is there's, you know, we're we're in this information age. We are in the early years of the information age and now we're kind of in this misinformation age where nobody trusts anything. No sources trusted hardly. Everyone's been seem to be a liar uh, in, in one way shape or form so you know the the demand for objectivity of for, for legitimate transparent truth is I would say at an all-time high right truth of information and then you know carry that over to to the money in your pocket um, I think Bitcoin brings up or gets people to go seek out information about their money um, to either challenge bitcoin's proposition or to support it but either way it, it helps to to educate people about what they're dealing with. And I think what they'll find is a lot of obfuscation and misinformation. Um, so they'll, again, they'll, you know, this transparent idea of a public blockchain is, I believe only growing in demand. Um, also at, at the same time, you know, human human civilization has has kind of gotten smaller because transportation has become, you know, more accessible um, and faster. So, you know, concepts like, like flag theory and jurisdictional arbitrage, you know, uh, Katie the Russian talks about that a lot. It's you know I think the the world is kind of mobilizing and um, it speaks toward individuals being empowered and being able to more or less manage themselves no matter where they are. Um, if they can move their money and them and their you know physical self through space pretty freely, well I, I think the individual is going to be ultimately empowered. So um, I don't I don't think of like one world government. I think of one world money and that you know, kind of dictates this this free market, this global free market that, that can ensue. So yeah, fourth turning is a great way to put it. I think we're just right at that frontier where we're, we're looking over the edge and we're about to spill.
1: It, it's that you, you mentioned the individual. Um, we've got some unique beasts here. I wish we had more people who were striving for individualism. It, it does seem like uh, the collectivist streak is, is is coming out in so many people these days. It's un- very unfortunate. But hey, man, you be a unique beast, everyone. That's that's one of the sayings over here. Okay, let's let's yeah. tie this ba- let's tie this baby up. Wait, someone else has something else to say uh, about this. All right, um, let's 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 go to each guest and see. Uh, their closing remarks, what they want to promote, what they've been up to, any news that was left out, any final thoughts. And uh, Ken, we'll start with you.
3: Why are you picking on me, man?
1: Uh, (laughs) uh, Dude,
3: I mean, my week has been ridiculous. I'll start off with somebody from Hex sent me one million Hex out of nowhere, just straight up. It was no (laughs) strings attached. I could have dumped it that day. I just figured... I'll stake it, fuck it. I don't care. YOLO. I really, you know what I mean? So I put a million Hex up for 15 years just to be like 15 15- years. Yeah, but here's my, here's my, th- if it doesn't work out, I can sue Richard Hart. So it's still a good investment. <laughs> I'll
1: pound that like button. Either way, I can
3: win on this. Uh, if it doesn't come oh. out and, and and Hex is a scam, I'm just going to get part in that class action lawsuit. And I know that if, dude got money. So if Hex is the scam. <laughs> but what, yeah, what? that's what happened to me this week. I literally posted my uh, Ethereum address, and I got a bunch of shit coins, random ones, and then I got one million hex, which is worth thirteen thousand
1: dollars. I was about to say that. Who did that? that is I so don't weird. know. Someone's no trying, trying to bribe me. you, man. Someone's
0: trying. No. To make it. Dude, you just you understand? You just staked a third of a Bitcoin, right? I mean, that's
3: yeah. <laughs> just, you should, that's all you I can think about. Just take a look at my shit coin bags, bro. I love shit coins. I I mean, I look, dude. I got. I got Dash. I got oh, Litecoin. Yes. I got my first Bitcoin address I ever opened. I got DeFi. I got Narrow. I can feel it. But see, that's the tribalism. That's just that's that's why do you care if I have an apple pie on my arm if you love fucking pumpkin pie if that bothers you? Oh no,
0: I don't care about the tattoo. I'm talking about the the, the third of a Bitcoin stake yeah, for 15 man. years. Oh, no, that's that's not what Bitcoin. keeps hurting that's me. That.
3: I got Bitcoin. That's oh, not- there, it could have been Bitcoin though. It was thirteen thousand. my so could this oh, camera, yeah. so could my microphone, yeah. bro? So, so could, you could chairs, the bro? I ate yesterday. I, I, I've been in Bitcoin since so 2015. Chairs. I've been living off of it since 2016. Completely off the grid. Dude, did you know how hard it is for me to get anything in life? Because I don't have an address. I don't have a bank account. Like it, it's yeah, that not doesn't, that doesn't change the fact that a third of a Bitcoin staked for 15 years
0: on hex is <laughs> just a bad investment decision.
3: If you, bitcoin, if you would have bought hex a year ago instead of bitcoin if you would have bought hex a year ago instead of bitcoin you'd be up a lot more than bitcoin's up bitcoin's up 400% hex is up 2000 yeah all right, but, but, okay make numbers the big deal
1: that that's the big deal uh, now you see i see what i see what their their hex their investment in, is paying off giving you 13000 dollars you've just given them <laughs> a lot of free publicity <laughs> there exactly. so but, 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 that was a perfect execution by whoever did it yeah, well, I don't. That's
3: I. I am curious
1: to know. I didn't have to
3: bring it up. I only brought it up because I'm on Adam Meister's show, and he's <laughs> the Bitcoin. <Meister laughs> and I just knew it would trigger everybody on air, so I just wanted. to got. <laughs> yeah, <get>, get- <laughs> it's amazing. Someone sent you thirteen thousand so, dollars. No Bitcoiner me. has ever sent me, dude. That's I posted that too. I was like, not one Bitcoin whale has ever fucking hooked me up in the five years I've been advocating Bitcoin as much as Uh-oh. some like, big stranger sent
1: me a shitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know who this person. It might have been Richard. He's very strategic. He's strategic. I mean, I'll, I'll give him that. My, my I don't board. know. You had me
3: blocked until like November. Dude, I couldn't. Call- that- yeah, that, for like the first nine, 10 months it was out. <laughs> I, I just got to say,
1: that is the golden age we're, we're living in. I mean, before there was cryptocurrency, yeah, when God. someone just leaves $13,000 at your door? No, no one no, would ever do something like that. I mean, this is, that is, that is, a, that is one of the craziest stories I've ever heard on this dark That's show. what I'm saying. It's ridiculous. So, like, forget it that it's hex. I could care less.
3: Somebody sent me thirteen grand, and I just, like, yeah. I just think that's cool, whether it's their tribal coin or whether it's your tribal coin, Bitcoin. It doesn't matter what, tri- I got money. Doesn't
1: fucking matter what kind of money it is. They are as tribalistic as they as you get over there. I I will tell you that. Yes, yeah, see, I
0: disagree. I I think it does matter what money it is.
3: Well, uh, I, I don't. I don't. I do. See, Elon Musk isn't the CEO of Bitcoin. He's
1: the CEO. Well, of Bitcoin. But, but, it does okay, not matter. How it, it, if someone sends you money? If someone sends you hex and then you turn it into Bitcoin, it, it didn't matter if it was hex. I mean. Right. Yeah,
3: I, but but, I'm but it matters that you turn Bitcoin. Bitcoin. every day though. I'm getting Bitcoin. If I could do this with Bitcoin, <laughs> trust me, I promise you I would. I can't use Celsius Network because I can't pass KYC because I'm off the fucking grid. I'm too Bitcoin to use Bitcoin as fucking Bitcoin <laughs> all right, all right, without right. judging me that I'm too Bitcoin and you got a
1: bank account and you can take all these privileges that you can no no no, no. <laughs> All right, I- the, 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 the best part about altcoins is the ease you could turn them into that's bitcoin. what i'm saying you're right so i staked them no, they're good, every good day i get bitcoin every day they're good
0: for, no they're good for buying bitcoin and you staked it that's all i'm saying
1: that, yeah that yeah i agree with you on that one yeah the, the stake it, he gambled he's a gambler yeah, i took an hour out of my day i have to have some fun this was it I all right okay And <laughs> you had very interesting closing remarks from ken bozak he is a unique beast to say the least. All right, let's uh let's go to Brady. You, you've been silent on this. I don't know if you want to chime in on that, but tell us what's um, over going on at Swan and tell us just the news and what you're doing. I, don't,
2: the I mean, I don't need to say anything about Hex. You guys I'm sure know what I feel about Hex. <laughs> uh, so I'm not gonna talk about that. Uh, yeah, go to swanbitcoin.com, start stacking some sats. Like I told, told you guys earlier, you just, it's as easy as can be. You can sign up within three minutes, start buying bitcoins. basically the fastest route to start buying Bitcoin. You know, like 80% of our, uh, of our customers get you know, KYC approved like almost instantly. So you can start stacking uh, very quickly. Uh, we have instant buys now. Uh, you just connect your bank account and convert your paycheck to Bitcoin. We also have, uh, we're helping a lot of corporate treasuries out so we can support that. Uh, we take wires if you want to make big buys over $10,000. I think yesterday we got a couple of wires that were like over $800,000 to buy Bitcoin. So we've got some big players coming to use Swan, Tristan Swan, which is awesome to see. And uh, if you want to give away some Bitcoin education, go to swanbitcoin.com slash free book, free book. And you'll get a copy of Inventing Bitcoin by Jan Pritzker, our co-founder, CTO. And you can give it away to whoever you want. So that book's been spreading all over the world. Uh, giving um, awesome of Yon to give it away for free, so check that out. All right, Denver, you got the final word.
0: I mean, I'd say stack stats, stay humble, right? I mean, that's that's where we're at right now. We're at we're in the bear mar- or bull market. You know, excitement is always going to be at an all time high. Price will be making new all time highs. Um, stay calm and and you know keep pushing the education. Try to uh, learn something about what we're talking about every day and and that way you know this the the mystification of bitcoin can can go away and people don't have to be so intimidated by this this technology they can understand why it empowers the individual and makes the world a better place so i would say stay humble and and just you know keep keep your eyes forward
1: all right yeah demystification is important making this easier education there are so many people that still come to me to say it was too expensive so i bought the ethereum or i bought the Litecoin. that's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 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 gonna keep on happening you said excitement is at an all-time high excitement's always at an all-time high here at the bitcoin my show baby pound that freaking like button i can turn it on and off just like that it's all natural be healthy be a freaking unique beast I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Thank you, panel members. We went over an hour. It was freaking fun as anything. Shabbat oh, hey. Shalom, everybody. Uh, <laughs> this show is every freaking Friday and you get other shows. This is my backup channel because YouTube is- will be back on the main channel soon. And maybe you're watching this on the main channel because I'll post it on the main channel eventually once they let me. Oh, YouTube, you're such a mistress. All right, <laughs> thank you. Thank you everyone again and uh, check out all these guys their Twitters are below See you guys soon thank you very much right.
0: right, click on all
1: right ending it hang on that I ended that side of it.